What's up, guys? Welcome back to Sensibly Loud Radio. It's your main man, J-Mac, here on this gorgeous Friday evening here in Dallas, Texas at Sensibly Loud HQ. And Be Easy is out of the studio, out of the office this week, but no, never to fear, JB is here. Jason, what's going on, man? J-Max, great to be in the studios with you guys. Uh, you know, it's nice to fill in. We, we were going to have a couple interns, but uh, you know what? They said Friday afternoon, we're out. We're not doing it. So Who are these people? Uh, you're, you're stuck with me. Who are these people, though? I mean, we're sitting here, you know, grinding it out, trying to form a company. It seems like they're wanting jobs. Uh, I mean, you know, you'd think the, the devotion would be a little more here. Yeah, I think it was something to do with stagecoach they're heading out to. There's some uh, they just want to get lost in the sauce out in the desert out there. So my God, did you hear about the herpes out at Coachella? Speaking of that, what? Yeah, no, tell a, me more. There's like an out. There was like an outbreak of herpes from or yeah, I think it was herpes. It was an STD. Let me let me go check on this. But um, and essentially, it was like 1,100 people broke out with herpes. Yeah, it was herpes from Coachella from that weekend. You know. And those things look great. You know, you're on social media. Everyone looks like they're having the time of their life. And anyone who's been to those or been to anything like that where you're just drinking all weekend, not sleeping, and maybe taking recreational Advil, whatever you want to call it. Sure. And then you try to go to work on Monday? You're nuts. Not not for me. Call me an old man. That's fine. I'll sit back in my rocking chair, but I don't have that in me. Dude, I'm with you. I'm absolutely all about being out with the people. I I love it. I hate sitting around the house for the most part. Actually, that's not true. But simply because I never really sit down. I'm always working in some way, shape, or form. But I I love being out and about. But at the same time, that's my own personal hell is being at some place oh. like that. I've never had any interest in going to like ACL or anything like that. That's just not my jam, man. It's not my thing. Any situation where the only way for me to go to the bathroom is through a porta potty that thousands of people are using, count me out. Correct. I also don't really like being herded like cattle. That's true. I just you don't know, like that you, feeling. You see these dust storms going out there. Yeah, you know it. It's not our speed, but you know maybe we need maybe we need to have someone tell us why it is their speed. I mean. Neither one of us are to agree it, so we're not a good audience to talk to. Maybe we need someone else to come on here and convince us that we're the crazy ones for not going out there. <laughs> exactly. I, I, my sister is a big like fest, not a festival person as much. She did ACL a bunch, but that was kind of when she was younger and stuff. But she, had, I don't think she does it as much anymore. But she still enjoys it. I think it's just a certain type, you know, like personality type or whatever. It's just not my jam. It never really has been. I respect it. I think that those things are really cool, but I just it's never been something I'm interested in. Hey, if you have the discretionary income to buy those expensive tickets, I would assume, you know, lodging out there is probably a little overpriced. And to buy a bunch of outfits you only get to wear once, more power to you. Yeah. More power to you. And the concept of Burning Man seems like the worst thing in the world where it's out in the goddamn desert. Well, all of these seem to be, and to an extent, it's all the dust storms out there you're seeing kicked up. And you're, uh, it, 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 it's already hurting me thinking about it, but. <laughs> Hey, if that's what you enjoy, I can't knock it. If that's how you're going to enjoy and that's what you want to dedicate it to, more power to you. Yeah, just like you said, unfortunately, we happen to run across the two guys at SLM that definitely do not like festivals. So, you know. Hey, we're here to provide content, and you can't do that while, you know, you're passed out. So, (laughs) Good point. Yeah. So, you know, you got to take one or the other. Yeah, exactly. Well, 
Speaking of that, just as a quick SLM update in general, we've been kind of interviewing some bloggers and stuff, so that process has been fun. We have the summer interns here, and right now, content is just humming. We have had so much going on between the NHL playoffs, the NBA playoffs, the NFL draft is going on in the last two days. We had the tournament before that. It was, it's been a wild like month, and then baseball starting on top of that. Yeah, I, I don't know where you have time to fit in a festival, but if you do, great. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think you're you're right. In these West Coast games starting at 9 o'clock, I mean, what is this nonsense? For, I can't even imagine living on East East Coast time zone like that. I don't know how you sleep. You got to get up for work. You're still trying to, you know, you got people still trying to meal prep. We got to get the summer bodies ready. You know, That's we right. got the calendar shoot coming up, J-Max, so we got to get ready for that. Oh, God, I know. Um, can't wait. I, I don't I think the fans can't wait either. So <laughs> true. Yeah, you know, there's so much going on this time of year that it's an exciting exciting process to go through. It is, man, but there's it's it's one of those things you kind of get so caught up in the whirlwind like you were texting me about the the draft yesterday and I was like, "Can't NBA games, NHL games at the same time. Like just can't put it in my brain right now." And you know, we we'll talk more about our new show and and you know, some more about that stuff here in a minute, but I just literally don't think I could consume anything else right now. I'd agree. It, I'll be the first one to say the draft snuck up on me, and I would say throughout all my years, I've loved the NFL draft, something I always looked forward to, you know, back when it was on the, uh, what, what they used to do it all on Saturday. Do you remember that? I Am do. I crazy? Yeah. I wish that you could get up at like, you know, nine o'clock, like eight o'clock on a Saturday morning and just watch the draft you know, pick one all day long. Just make it a full Saturday again. I feel like that would be better. Well, that's what I remember, you know, growing up to, you know, you'd probably have a baseball game in the morning and, you know, you'd be asking, you know, you have one dad that's sitting in the car listening to the radio. Yeah, you get the picks. Go, oh, they, they took this guy. They took, and you're like, you're trying to get the game with to rush home. And, yeah. uh, you know, I miss that. And to that point, you know, the Masters this year being at Sunday, like at 8 a.m. completely changed the game because everyone's like, this thing's over. It's 2 p.m. I have the rest of my day. You know, uh, ratings were down, but from a fan perspective, I was like, love this. This is fantastic. Dude, I loved it too, actually. I thought that that was one of the best things about the Masters, aside from Tiger winning. That was another thing that happened that we had to kind of cover and deal with. It was... Yeah. It, I, I loved it. And, and I think mainly because... So there were two things I loved about it. I loved the fact that it teed off in the morning, and I loved yep. the groups of three. That was fun. I yeah. thought that was very exciting. I really um, liked it because it felt like it went faster because it did. I mean, that was the idea. But sure. I loved just watching the leaders, to be honest with you. I didn't really care about watching Jordan Spieth come in 37th. You know, it just doesn't matter. Yeah. And that's fine. But I just I liked watching the leaders all the way through and then it was over. And then I the only thing that was a bummer is that Tiger didn't get the jacket out on the course like they usually would. Yeah, that was a little different. I'll agree. That was a little different. But, you know, you, you take the good with the bad. Did you ever think Tiger was going to win again? I would say yes. And, uh, you know, I'll be honest, golf was not really up my speed when he was at his peak. Okay. It's not something I was necessarily tracking. And so, but if you're watching him at the end of last year, you could just see him getting that back. And, I mean, you can relate that to any sport where a guy goes through a major injury. And especially golf. I mean, what we saw Jim Furyk have a couple weeks this year so far where he, he you know, placed in the top five runner up. I mean, 
golf's a sport at any age that you can go out there and, and play your game and win. So I think it would be hard to say he's never going to win one again, and that's such a, a Stephen A. Smith take. But, yeah. <laughs> I mean, how could you not root for him? Man, I used to have this roommate in college, and, and on this show we've talked a lot about this one particular house I had in college one summer that literally we lost the back door. Um, oh, it was wow. someone vomited in, in my drawer in the bathroom. It was like the skinny drawer and then just closed it. And then, of course, I found, you know, just it was an animal oh. house and a half. Like it was ridiculous. I had this roommate that lived at that house with me and he had this irrational hatred for Jim Furyk for some reason and just could not stand him. And I'm like, I don't really feel for the guy either way. He's just sort of there. It's not really like a, you know. I feel like golf is so tough to hate someone in <laughs> exactly. because that you never really, I mean, I don't know any that watches, you know, golf press conferences when yeah. you're seeing these guys, they're so emotionalist unless they make a putt or something big where, I mean, how do you develop such a hatred unless the guy didn't toss you a golf ball when you're following him for 18 holes? Like, yeah, I, no, I don't know. for sure. I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you. I just think that, I mean, there are definitely certain guys that kind of rub you the wrong way. Like Patrick Reed is one of those guys, like just given his past and everything, he's kind of an asshole. Um, yeah. Matt Kuchar, as of recently, has become an asshole for not paying his caddy a share of the winnings when he should have and just tried to give him a flat 500 bucks or something like that. <laughs> hey, here, here's a here's a Chris Benjamin out of my back pocket. Son. That's good right. Job. Yeah, good job, pal. I used to actually really like him, too, and it changed it for me. But yeah, man, I was hype. I was happy to see Tiger win. I admittedly said and I tweeted it out as soon as he had won that I didn't think he would ever win one again. And just simply because of the, the spinal fusion surgery he had. And like yeah. as, aside from all the personal stuff, and it's also pretty crazy that all that personal stuff that came out when he ran over the fire hydrant and all that was 10 years ago. Wow, yeah, ten years. That's uh, I, I would. I, I mean, still, that's incredible that it's been that long ago. I know, but aside from all that, just the sheer kind of what you were saying, the sheer athletic part of it, the fact that he had spinal fusion surgery. I mean, there were times there were reports that he may never walk again. I mean, that's coming back from the ashes, man. Did you did you see that John Daly story that he gave about him and Tiger? I don't recall which one. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, there's probably a lot. So, so John Daly was talking about they were, and I don't know the golf tournament, number of years back, and Daly's at the bar with a group of golfers drinking, and at, at the hotel, all the golfers are staying bad. And, you know, he said, hey, Tiger, come have a drink with us. And Tiger goes, oh, no, I got to go hit a round of balls. And says three hours later, he comes back, and Daly tells him, hey, Tiger, come have a drink with us. Oh, no, I got to go work out, man. And yeah. And then three hours later, he comes back from the gym, and they're still drinking. And Daly tells him, "Come over. Oh, I got to rest for tomorrow." And uh, apparently, they got paired together. And Daly's like, "I outshot him and beat him that day." He's like, "It's the only day it happened." But at the end, Tiger's like, "Well, I guess I got to drink more, don't yeah. I?" <laughs> I mean, that's just golf in a nutshell. I mean, it you is. could, you have no idea how to prep sometimes, and the results that come out of it. It's true, and. uh yeah, not to go too far down the sports hole or anything, but yeah, it's it's great, man. It's it's it was great to see Tiger win again and just all that stuff. So it's been uh, pretty crazy, man. Speaking of like sports talk and all that, you and I have been developing a new show that's going to be rolling out here in another week or two uh, called Perpetually Correct. You want to tell the listeners a little bit about it? Yeah, we're excited. Uh, as you guys may know, we had between the hashes during the football um, season great feedback you know we love doing that providing content for you on the football side and 
uh, certainly as you're seeing right now with so many major sports going on, we wanted to provide an outlet to everyone uh, to talk about more than just football, uh, you know, to have weekly guests on to dive deeper into, uh, you know, other avenues, whether that is football, baseball, basketball, and I'm sure uh, we may get a rugby fan that calls in and has got a question. We'll have to do yeah. some quick research, I but, so. uh, you know, we're excited to look at deeper into sports for you guys and, uh, you know, just dive deeper every week. Yeah, man, I, I'm really excited about this show, too. I think that this show is going to be really dynamic and very different from anything we've ever done. And that's my favorite part about it. Like, you and I have some some crazy discussions about different sports and stuff. And, I mean, it's really all over the map a lot of times. And we disagree about a lot of things. And I think that makes our conversation very lively, though. And I'm I realize I'm a prick about it 90% of the time. But at the same time, like... It stimulates very lively conversation between us, and I just don't see why we confine that to to one show or anything like that. And I think the other side of that is that I don't think that Between the Hashes had the the power to talk about some of the bigger issues that involve sports and football particularly as well. I mean, I, you saw my my Instagram story this morning with my Roger Goodell clown nose mug. I have some... <laughs> some very strong opinions about, you know, the fact that the NFL does things wrong and why they get away from it and all that. And you do too. And I think that's something that we're excited to talk about. And I yeah, think it's be an and obviously we got playoffs going on in the NHL and NBA and uh, the NFL's going through the draft, as you've mentioned. And we also got to look ahead. Uh, the NFL could be into a potential holdout. So there's a lot of topics to dive deep into. Um, and I think it's going to provide another platform for you guys to, get some information outside of uh, the mainstream media yeah exactly and to be clear it's not going to replace the baseball show or the basketball show or anything like that because those shows uh the outfielder was the first show that started slm so i mean i you know that one will always be around but uh, i think that dives deeper into baseball and if you really want to dive deep we can do that on that show and we do it every single week if not twice a week but you and i show it's going to be a little more high level, I think, but yeah, I still think we're going to be talking about baseball. There's a ton to talk about in the actual business of baseball, I think, that we're going to get a lot into, which I think is going to be fun, especially as we head towards a time when we're probably going to have a strike. Yeah, I think in baseball specifically and possibly football, um, with everything that's developed over the past decade, uh, since a lot of these negotiations have uh, taken place, We've seen some development. Um, so looking into where the players need to focus on and uh, take a little bit of control back from these owners who are getting a little money hungry, getting a little money hungry. Exactly, man. I agree. So there's there's lots to come when, with all that stuff. Uh, it, again, it's going to be called Perpetually Correct. It's going to be under our, you know, under the website and under our brand, just like normal. It'll be on all the avenues that you get SLM products now. So that's like the Apple iTunes store, the Google Play store, Pretty much, Spotify. Yeah, Spotify. We're pretty much on every avenue that I could possibly submit us to. Podbean, LibSync, all those stuff. We're out there. So uh, it's going to be out there. Awesome new cover and artwork. Big props to the guy that did it for us. We're going to be using him to kind of revamp some of the, all, uh, so all the covers of all the shows, I think, a little bit. So Great. Fun. Love that. So that'll be premiering, I think. I don't know. We'll put that out probably this week. Some, maybe this weekend. Yeah. yeah. Keep, keep it light. Exactly. Well... In the quest for content, um, 
something great happened this past week with you and I uh, involving oh your grandmother. <laughs> well, I want to headline. I want to headline real quick, Jayback. You know, we we spent some time together, and you know, neither one of us are short on jokes or enjoying an opportunity. And uh, you know, anytime you maybe get a wrong email or someone reaches out to you and doesn't know that it or thinks it's someone else, and uh, you know, to provide you some background here. You know, I changed phone numbers recently in the past year. You know, I've been in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and not having a Texas number always throws people off because the amount of times I had to tell a story, oh, well, where's this number from? Not fun. Yeah, So, 100% you know, agreed. J-Mac and I, weirdly enough, have had this happen to us quite a few times where, you know, hey, if someone's going to text you and it's the wrong number, we're going to have some fun with it. Sure. So, um. You know, I received a text. It was kind of weird. It wasn't spelt out right. It was someone requesting my email to send over an attachment. And it said mom at the end. And it was not my mother to headline. Uh, and I didn't know what to do with it. I sent it to J-Mac. And I'm like, hey, you know, what, what do you want to do here? Let, let's, let's have some fun. Uh, so he's like, hold on. I got this. Let me create a, let me create a fake. Well, I'll let you go. Yeah. What did you do? When you got that text, what was your thought? So, oh, because I absolutely knew 100% almost precisely where this was going to go and so i went and created the fake email address like you said and yeah. and said okay and, and so what i did was so did you notice how i created the email address and how creative it was oh yeah because you looked up the area code <laughs> of the phone number yeah you used the misspelled name yep <laughs> that was in there and so it, it was just great because there's a misspelled name. It was like RLN, yeah. <laughs> which that's clearly not someone's name. This was an Iowa phone number, which is kind of odd to be texting a Texas number, which should have been a, you know, alarm bells going off for me already. Hey, do you know anyone in Iowa? Yeah. Uh, and so we, we send it back. We got the fake email. Uh, I sent back. Great. Yeah. Hey, shoot it over. Love and miss you. You know, let him know. I'm thinking Dude, I about love him. that you added the love and miss you at the end of it. Well, Love and you got to sell it, you know. Well, you got to let them know. Oh, and, I know. Well, Trust me, I know. And, and so uh, we get a text back. Hey, send send it over, you know. And I asked Jenna, "Hey, did you get the email?" He he didn't get the email. Um, and they're they're go they're asking me, you know, "Did you get it?" I'm like, "No, I didn't get it." And then they suddenly are maybe realizing this is not the right person, and they're like, <laughs> "Wait, who am I sending this to?" And I was like, it's me. It's me. Just send it over. Don't worry about who it is. It's me. They're like, no, no, no. Who is this? And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And as I'm doing this, uh, I'm sitting next to my wife, and she goes, wait, I got that same text. And I was like, <laughs> what? How did you? That makes no sense. And I'm like, it's 515. It's Iowa. Oh, my God. I got family in Iowa. And so I'm like, well, shoot. This could be someone from my family in Iowa now. And. I, I suddenly, as I'm realizing this, get a phone call from this person. And I mean, at this point, yeah, I mean, we're pretty deep. I don't want to answer it because I'm like, well, you can't ruin this. But for whatever reason, I choose to. And there's a woman on the other side. I'm like, hey, did you get my email? And I'm like, no, send it again. And they're like, wait, who, who, what's the, who's the email to? And I'm like, it's me. And, and I'm like, well, who, who are you? And then it's who my grandmother. It's oh, my grandma. My God, it, it's my grandmother, and she's ultra confused, and I'm confused. Well, first of all, my bad for not having my grandmother's phone number in my phone. But why are you sending it to multiple people? Is the biggest question. I'm like, 
hey, hold on. So I call my dad. I conference him in. It's like, hey, got grandma on the phone. She is so confused. I keep getting all these emails from people or texts from people in the family with their emails. We think her phone's hacked, but she ended up what in a you know a big group family text. She sent that to when it was supposed to be for only one person. She got all these, you know, probably being in Iowa, it's a Nokia old T9 phone. It was a complete mess. And then I feel worse, too, because she's probably going, <laughs> why is Jason sending me this fake email address? <laughs> oh, I mean, what a just so I can't imagine oh I'll be getting God. a Christmas card this year. But. No, dude. Yeah, you probably are going to be left off the, the good list for that one because and it was great, too, whenever you texted me because you were like, oh, my God. And I was actually in the studio producing just peachy and so i'm sitting there with them in the studio and i was i was kind of jumping in on this these last two episodes with them because they've been doing uh stuff about the 90s about their favorite things from the 90s so if you yep. guys haven't listened to it gotta get out there and check it out hilarious Absolutely. talk uh, there's dude, there's stuff. some things that they bring up that will just blow your mind as far as like oh yeah kind of thing well yeah and then the beanie babies that you did earlier in the week are are what not, not you ben yeah right? ben did yeah ben did I think I sent it to you though, because we started yeah. talking about it. Yeah, but um, I mean, Beanie Babies. They talked about Mondo. They talked about. I mean, dude, it, it went on and on and on. But anyway, so I was producing that show, and I got this text from you that was like, "Oh my god!" And uh, and like that's just not like a text I typically get from you, unless no, unless like something's kind of up or like something catastrophic in sports happened that. I was watching too and would know exactly what you're talking about. And you were like, it's my grandmother. And I literally had to get up and leave the studio. I was losing my mind. (laughs) I, you know, I feel so bad. It's a lesson learned. You know, you feel like you got this great opportunity that you're going to have so much fun with. And then it backfires even worse than it would have been funny. So I don't know if it's a lesson learned, but if we get the opportunity again, we're going to do it. Well, dude, remember the one that I got into recently with the with the gay wedding? And I Oh yeah, you received an invite <laughs> to a what? wedding via text and, message. And I got to say, I'm this is probably bad of me. I'll look these people up on Facebook. <laughs> we learn their cousins, their sisters, their family. And you know, I'm telling J-Mac, "Hey, ask him about, you know, <laughs> Jonathan, ask him about, you know, how, how Sarah doing. And, and I mean, you got to just feel for these people too. Well, so many things happen because I, and I don't remember exactly, I'll have to go back and find it. I don't remember exactly how it all went down, but I, I, essentially I got a text out of the blue. I got invited to this wedding. The way the wording made it sound was it sounded like a gay wedding, right? Like it seemed that way. It, and not a happy wedding either no. if i remember right they were not this was like a reluctant invite to you this was not hey justin j mac we want you here it's hey we're oh. sending this because we have to it was more like your daughter is getting married you should be kind of thing like it or something like that something to that yeah. effect something that led me to believe that the relationship was not good and that and that also that there was some sort of homosexuality going on i have no idea what led me to believe that but it just i i remember sending it to you and be like do you read this differently than i do and you were like i i get it i see it yeah yeah very so, odd and i don't again i don't care but it was just like one text led me to believe all of that and honestly it was probably someone just not wording a text exactly i was reading too much into it is probably what it was but probably 
I respond to it and I was like, I would love to come. Can I be in the wedding? <laughs> and then uh, thinking that I was going to get back like a fuck you, you know, you're you haven't been a part of this kid's life. I don't know. I, I, that's just what I intended. I intended it to be hostile back. And then I got back. a, Of course, you can be in the wedding. We would love for you to be part of it and blah, 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 blah. And all this. And I was like, I'm in over my head here. I don't know. I don't know how to get out of this now. <laughs> you know, it, it. the funny part is why are all the texts that aren't supposed to come to you? Why are they always worded so poorly? Why is there no clarity on what they're talking about? Oh, dude, over the years, I've had ones where it's been like insurance salesmen that I've just run through the ringer a bunch and talked about, you know, banging sluts and all this stuff to them and just, you know, just all kinds of just outlandish scenarios. And you got to draw them in with the norm normalcy and then just let it fly you know kind of thing <laughs> it's, it's one of my favorites but it was uh i also had one where it was this guy that i used to work with so i brandon and i the way we know each other's i used we used to be valets together valet yeah. cars when we were like 18 and essentially there was this dude that worked with his name foz f-a-z foz and wow Foz was an absolute moron. And if Foz listens to this show, Foz should stop listening to this show because he's an idiot. And he's not <laughs> going to like me. I don't like him. He's a moron. And a nice guy, but a moron. And I don't know if Brandon really remembers him very much because Brandon might have left by the time he was really around. But long story short, I've never known anybody else named Foz. Have you? Uh, that name does not ring a bell. No, other than like Fozzie Bear, which is a joke that I made often because, of course, I did. Right. And so, like, maybe, man, this was, like, within the last, this was, like, I don't know why I remember this, but it was, like, 2014 when this happened. And I get a text out of the blue, and it was, like, hey, I'm not going to make it into work. Um, I'll be back on Monday or something like that. And so I I responded back and said, okay, that's fine. And then I sent another text that just said, I'm going to need a doctor's note. (laughs) Having no idea who this person was, right? Sure. And so he was like, okay, no problem. And I was like, no problem. You know, and so I moved on. So then I get a text like maybe an hour later that was like, just to clarify, you need a doctor's note because my mom is in the hospital. And I was like, God damn it. This is happening again, you know? And so I, and so I just texted back and just said, correct. (laughs) Because I didn't know what else to say at that point. Like, (laughs) we may as well keep on going with the ruse. And so... I go on to find out that this is Foz, and I don't remember exactly how it all went down that I found out that it was Foz, but I, I found out it was him. Yeah. And, and then it dawned on me who this actually was. And so he texted me, and so it was maybe another three or four days, and he texted me and was like, hey, I'm back at the office. I've got the doctor's note. Where are you? And I was like, oh, oh I'm downstairs God. in my office. And he was like, oh. okay, I'll be right there. And Oh, my God. Oh, no, I take that back. That's exactly how I found out. He said, hey, it's Foz. I've got the doctor's note. Where are you? And I was like, I'm in my office downstairs. And he was like, okay, I'm on my way. And then I just never texted him back after that. <laughs> oh, my. I think it's just another lesson to show us. Anytime you do this, it ends up poorly. Absolutely. It, it, it's always a situation that you shouldn't have gotten into. But at the time, it's hard to pass up. It's really, really hard not to fuck with somebody like that. But, man, it. I just it's. I love being in that situation where you have to stick with the lie because you're you're screwed no matter what happened the good news is the, in the situation with your grandmother though at least we had control of the email box yeah so like oh, ab- 
you know, if we if she would have sent some baby pictures of you or something like that, then we probably would have put those pieces together and been nice and emailed her back, and it would have been fine. Right. Right. So you know, but that. we did. Now I'm still curious. I never got clarity on what what was being emailed. So that's the biggest disappointment here is we we haven't figured that out yet. So I'm gonna have to do some recon work, dude. Yeah, you do. I meant to ask you about that, and I completely forgot. But. Yeah, it, it never ends great, but it's always fun to do. But we'll we'll keep doing it, I'm sure. I mean, that's the thing is it doesn't happen often enough where you absolutely remember how it ended poorly last time. Like you're you're far enough away from it, you're like, eh, whatever, we'll see how it happens. Yeah. <laughs> it happens yeah. every time. Well, just let the rabbit hole dig itself. It's fine. <laughs> exactly. And it always does. And I mean, if you're not getting invited to a wedding, which I do feel a little bit bad about because somebody probably expected that person to show up to the wedding. My guess is that they probably got in touch with them another way. Or they never showed up and you ruined a father or daughter relationship, J-Mac. Dude, I know. Just don't, don't, don't make me think about it. <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying it, that could have happened. It I mean, could it's, have. it's all for content, I guess, because that's what ended up happening here, huh? Yeah, well, you know, you take the good and bad with the ugly. When doesn't it? end up being the case when we pretty much live our lives online just one of those things eh, it's fine it'll work out at least we haven't been have we haven't been battling with anybody in a while we've poked a few uh, beehives and stuff on twitter but we haven't really gotten into it with anyone in a while you know it, it it's not it's not as fun as it's made out to be after a while it's, it's just, it, and there's so many people who just want to get into it to get into it and you, you just lose interest after a while and then people just start to They'll look at oh well you're a Cowboys fan so you suck and it's like yeah. oh wow what a what a insight you provided to this discussion wow dude so wow. two speaking of that two things that have happened recently were like it's just gone zero to sixty one was that we were talk I don't even remember what we were talking about but someone just chimed in and we were talking about someone stinking out loud or something I'm sure and someone sure. just chimed in and just said let's gas him. <laughs> you and I were like, uh. <laughs> oh my word! It was a Red Sox player. Um, oh, uh, Taylor Thornburg. Yeah, Tyler Thornburg. The reliever for the Red Sox. And you know, I think the Red Sox were in an extra inning game, and uh, you know, they they haven't really played him in a while. And like, oh, Thornburg's working. Like, oh God, here we go. And then the, the guys just put him in a gas chamber. Like, what? What Why the hell, is that man? The response, dude. Yeah, that is not cool at all. You and I were like, I'm not touching that with a ten foot pole. <laughs> nope, nope. Just no respond. Mute him. We're moving on. But then there was another one recently where some guy went in to fry us or tried to, and that never works out well because you and I always nope. gang up on these people, and it just it's bananas every time. Yeah, I think we we're discussing, you know, the Patriot dominance and yeah. someone wanted to talk about how like the Colts division was stronger than the Patriots division or some nonsense and dude, yeah, uh, oh, it, oh great. It, it got into the whole like the years of playoff wins and it, it got into a whole big thing, which it typically does, but we were like sparring with all these people and we were having good like great conversation until this prick showed up named Stanley and I don't remember what all he said, but he was he wasn't like super offensive or anything, but he was just annoying. And you just come back and comment and it was like a day later, not even a day later, it was maybe like four or five hours later, and you were just like you you obviously looked at his Twitter profile and saw that he had been on Twitter for like ten years and you were just like, Happy ten years, Stan. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the funny part is when these people attack you and 
I, I, I just want to figure a little bit more about them. And you go to their profile. They're usually a dad with two kids for some reason. Always two kids. They'll have two followers, and they'll have a Bible verse in their Twitter headline. Oh, yeah. Those are my favorite. And and then you're on here yelling at someone. And they, they join the conversation halfway through. You're like, well, you, didn't, you weren't even a part of this. Yeah. You came out of nowhere to attack me while you're ignoring your two kids and your Bible study. You're attacking me about the Red Sox bullpen. Yeah. All right, Stanley. yeah no you fried the guy hard it was great i i used to have in my twitter bio that i'm not there to argue um it it became untrue just because of some of the shit we've gotten ourselves into but uh, and of course i replaced it with once referred to as hey you um but because i felt like that needed to be in there for sure but regardless man like I just don't really like to argue with people about stuff. Like I am absolutely there to have a good conversation and to to argue the points. You and I do it all the time. And that's we were talking about that earlier. Like that's one of the things I'm excited about the most on the new show is the fact that we disagree on so much. But we're always back trying to back it up with some logic and points and all that. And I love people that get involved in those conversations and put up numbers and and talk about it intelligently. That that's a lot of fun. That's the best part of Twitter. Absolutely. And the worst part is Stanley with two kids and his Bible verses with zero followers and zero tweets, but wants to throw fire at, you know, while Taylor Thornburg's the best reliever the Red Sox have. I digress. Yeah, it it really it's a it's a dumping ground on the Internet, but it's a hell of a lot of fun to be there, though, isn't it? Oh, hey, there's great parts of Twitter and you just got to find those avenues and. Hey, that, that's social media. You take the good with the bad. Dude, Twitter lists are the best thing going if you follow a bunch of sports and stuff. That Because I, I, I think people fundamentally don't understand how to use Twitter. And the thing is, you have to organize Twitter. You can't just follow everybody because you think they're awesome. There's So there's that. And there's also turning off retweets. I don't know. How, are you onto that at all? I haven't because I have found a lot of great people to follow based on other folks retweeting. You know, I'll say specifically, you know, obviously we're big sports fans. And if you have a great sports follow, maybe a great scout, and then, you know, he's got another buddy that you wouldn't have found without him, you know, interacting or retweeting their work. So, yeah, again, to your point, organizing it is key so you can avoid, uh, you know, a lot of the dumpster fire. But, you know, think about how unorganized, you know, you go on Facebook and it's just list upon list of, you know, people trying to sell their, use shoes and their tables and yeah. talk about, you know, how they're getting married for the fourth time. But, you know, I well, digress. The thing is, the way you have to do the turning off retweets is you just, so you just follow somebody, right? And then you watch mm-hmm. your timeline over time. And if they're just retweeting nonsensical crap all the time, just go into their profile and just turn off retweets. And, and then you start, like, if you do that over time, you start to get to where you're following, like, like there are people that I allow retweets for because I definitely want to see what they have to say. And yeah. I don't turn off retweets until you've given me a reason to turn off retweets. Well, and, and I love Twitter where you can click on them and it has an option that says see less. Yes. So, you know, if there's someone who's maybe getting a, you know, if you don't want to see spoilers on the NFL draft or something like that, or they're going down, some deep rabbit holes or, you know, maybe it's a family member that you can't unfollow and don't want to completely mute them. Well, let me just see less of their, you know, food that they cooked that night. 
Correct. Yeah. So there's a lot of ways to organize Twitter that I don't think people understand. But uh, lists are one of the best things because you can basically put everybody into what's called a Twitter list, which is actually in the settings on your app. And then you don't have to follow those people, but you can like, so say during like, so I have like college football ones. I have Red Sox ones. I have MLB. I have NFL, all kinds of different categorized lists. And you can also follow lists as well. So you could go follow my lists if you wanted to. But essentially, these are all grouped together of Twitter users that tweet about those things kind of exclusively or whatever that I don't necessarily want to follow because it clogs up my timeline all the time. But I, if I want to know more about what's going on to those things, I can go to that area. It's great, man. Yeah, it's just a quick go-to as well. If you're, you know, the Masters is going on, you just want to get an update on golf, click on your golf list. You can, you know, see see the headlines a lot quicker than scrolling through 10 minutes and, you know. Uh, it's just a more efficient way to use. It is. And people don't know that, like, you know, I use things like TweetDeck and TweetBot and stuff like that so I can have all those lists up at one time whenever different things are going on and be very active on those topics plus whatever I want to see. So it's just an efficiency play more than anything. You got to stop giving away shameless plugs, J-Mac. These aren't official sponsors yet. We don't give free plugs. Stop hey man, that. Twitter doesn't need our business. <laughs> uh, that's valid. That's fair. It's a I'll dumping be. ground. We talked about it already. Um, all right. Well, so we're gonna take a little bit of an entertainment shift here, since you know this is a this is a sensibly loud radio and all. Um, we're gonna talk about our favorite sports movies, just since you and I are sports guys, sports themed this show. It seems like, yeah, dude. What would you say your all time favorite sports movie is? Man, all time, and I may be biased here because at the time when it came out, I was living in Minnesota. Miracle on Ice okay. with Herb Brooks in that story. If I would say, well, first of all, I've seen that more times than I can count. But, you know, if you're growing up, you got some kids, you guys are having a tournament. It doesn't just have to be hockey. Watch that video before it can get you absolutely pumped up out of your mind. And, you know, with maybe the generation coming through, it's probably a story they may not have heard of. And, you know, Herb Brooks passed away a number of years ago. But, the way that they showed that the actors they had, I mean, it's such a feel good story, but I thought in one of the best stories because could that happen anymore? Could you have a, an athletic or a, an Olympic event where you take a team of a bunch of college kids and go compete versus the best in the world and win the gold? No, no, not anymore. Not in today's world, but, no. and that's what happened for, you know, those who don't know her Brooks coach of the, the Gophers, you know, held tryouts, told everyone to basically screw off, and he's picking all the guys that he wants and a lot of that were disagreed upon, and they went and beat Russia, the best team in the world, for a number of years and yeah. took it to him. And, you know, Al Michaels, historic call. I love that movie, Inside and Out, and just fantastic story. And it's still to this day, you know, all over media, guys doing interviews from that team. I love it. It's a good movie. It's a real good movie. Um, I would say mine is basketball. No, just oh, okay. We're going <laughs> a little different. I get you. <laughs> no, I'm totally just oh, kidding. My word. I did have. I, however, have watched that recently. I, Sam and I watched that whenever we were in Colorado for our. Uh, whenever we were shooting the outfielder commercial for season two. Fair enough. Well, yeah. I, you know, one that I always come back to, and I mean, it is sports to an extent, but white men can't jump with Woody Harrelson. <laughs> That's a classic. What a great comedy. What a great movie. I, I mean, I don't know how you can't watch that and just have laughter and enjoy it. It's 
there's not a lot of sports movie, soul sports movies that have success at the box office for whatever reason. But and Woody Harrelson, I truly believe, is one of the most underappreciated actors. I was going to say, but, is there anybody who's had a weirder career than him? No, no. And <laughs> no. he has fantastic roles, whether it's supporting or lead. There's not a role he can't play. Tell me a role that he can't play. There's none. There's none. I mean, he's Woody, for God's sakes, but he's also, you know, a true detective. It's it's wild. And, and three billboards. He was fantastic. They killed him too early. He could have had more. I mean, what a just I love Woody Harrelson. So, I, so damn good. And, and, and hilarious. If you haven't seen it, you got to go check it out. I can't imagine that it's not on one of the, you know, plat Netflix or whatnot. Right. I would say one of my favorite movies, like sports-wise, man, this is hard. I feel like it's kind of cheesy, but it's it's a comedy, and it's it's Space Jam. It just encompasses so many sports. Damn it. I knew you were going to say that, too. I was sitting here going, he's going to say Space Jam, like, isn't he? It, it just, it, I think it's probably because it encompasses the three sports I love of of basketball, golf, and baseball. So, I mean, how could you not love Caddyshack? Plus the Looney Tunes, MJ. Well, it just, it, the whole cast is amazing. Well, 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 that's a great lead into then what's your feelings on Space Jam 2 with LeBron? Dude, not excited. I don't think it will actually happen. I don't think that they're going to be able to get enough players involved to do it. Wait, you're telling me that there's a not enough players who want to be in a movie? No, I'm saying that like there's so many things like shoe deals and stuff like that that get in the way of that. I mean, Giannis laughed at him and told him no. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess I, I really, to your point, I don't see it happening anytime soon. But I mean, when he, when LeBron retires, kind of like when MJ, I mean, why wouldn't he? I just think that it's one of those things where you can't do space jam 2 wrong you can't no but they will i exactly and i just don't know how you i i have no idea i really don't and if you're not gonna get your like steph and Giannis and just the stars of the day to do this like they did then I mean, and they weren't necessarily all huge name stars, but like, I mean, Muggsy Bogues is not exactly a household name, but I mean, Sean Bradley was in it. Yeah. Vlade was in it, for God's sakes. Like, I mean, there's a lot of star power in that movie, and I just don't know how, I don't know how you come close to that. I really don't. I don't know how you even offshoot it. I don't know either, but if we know anything about the entertainment movie industry, there's some old rich man who's going to be willing to finance it and give it a shot. I mean, it has a release date of like summer 2020. So like it's supposed to come out, but I've heard that LeBron's just had a hard time getting people that are interested in doing it, which doesn't surprise me because he's a fucking prick. Well, that, it, I mean, he's probably treating it the same way he does every team he's been on. This is my show. I'm calling the shots. You're just here for a ride for the long when you're asking a guy like Steph to go along with you and you're like, no, man, we've competed head to head. I've beat you. No, I'm not doing that. I agree. And I think, again, I think the shoe deals and all that stuff, all the things, all the like endorsement deals and stuff like that they have 
it's, it's going to make it really hard for players to do it. And I think, yeah. you know, people like Giannis who are in their peak, LeBron is probably peaked. I don't, we don't know. I mean, I would think so. He's still in his prime, but he's not what he was four years ago. No. And but... I think like it's, those guys are trying to win rings. He's already won his ring. Yeah, I'd agree. Well, we have that. And then another great movie, Blue Chips with Shaquille O'Neal. Hell yeah. That's a great movie. One of the best movies. And I mean, that's kind of, wouldn't you say that kind of kicked off Shaquille O'Neal's, you know, because he had, you know, he had a rap song with a music video. I think he had some other movie one-off appearances but i mean that was a fantastically well done movie for its time yeah it was it's one of those things i just shack man it's hard to hard to deal with him and acting especially with he's doing what he needs to be doing right now which is commentating against or uh, you know like he's doing the nba game time and that's perfect for him yeah but i think you have to be able to attract these players when they're in their prime to be able to be successful with your audience. So to the point on Space Jam, I mean, I think it would benefit the movie if they're going to do it while LeBron's still around and relevant. If they continue to wait, it's going to make it harder and harder, and then you're maybe going to have to wait for the next superstar to come along. Could be Zion. I'd love to see Zion in Space Jam. Wow. That'd be something. Tell me that wouldn't be fun. That'd be something. Um, Let's see other movies. So another movie that's definitely on my list is Tin Cup. Oh, my gosh. When did you first see Tin Cup? I don't know how old I was, but I was young enough where I probably shouldn't have been watching it, but did. (laughs) Uh, I mean, it's just one of those classics where, especially growing up, that you know, that was the VHS days. Um, So, you know, your your parents had a line around or your friend's parents, and you're like, oh, my God, we got they left it out. Let's watch it. You know, it was right. that type of movie. Not understanding who like Cheech Marin is at the time and stuff like that, you know? <laughs> oh, not at all. And I mean, young Kevin Costner, too. I mean, Renee just, Russo. Oh, my word. I love Kevin Costner. I mean, he's gone through some, you know, drug related stuff. But you talk about a guy who's, I mean, he, he's been in a lot of sports movies, I feel like, from his career. He has. He's a very like sports type of guy, I feel like. Let's see. I definitely need to watch that new. Have you heard of him and Woody Harrelson's new show or new movie, The Highwaymen, on Netflix? I've heard it's great. I've needed to watch it. I haven't yet, but I've heard some great things about it. Same thing. The uh, same thing with me. Oh my god! Yeah, the thing that the main thing that I couldn't think of the name of it is Draft Day. Have you ever seen Draft Day? Oh my god, that was that was terrible. It's though. a horrible movie. Oh my god! I, I mean, mean, it just didn't depict how anything really goes down, and yeah. Would not recommend it, but you know, hey, it someone wanted to make it, someone paid everyone to do it, so good for them. It didn't help that it was the Browns. No, it did not, not at all. It didn't help not things one, bit. one bit. Um, so that was on my list. Ten Cups of Classic. Uh, the oh, Sandlot. Oh, yep, the Sandlot is a classic, obviously. Uh, well, yeah, I, I don't even think if you haven't seen Sandlot, we don't don't listen to the show. Yeah, you're no longer invited. Exactly, Smalls. Um, Caddyshack, obvious classic. That's honestly probably a, like my number one A and B with Space Jam is Caddyshack. I love that movie. Rodney Dangerfield, what an actor! The amount of we could go on for days about Rodney and his 
and his lineup of movies. I mean, was it Back to College? Am I butchering the title of that? Something like that. Yeah, I, I forget what all. I, I haven't seen a lot of his movies. I've seen a lot of his stand-up. I've seen a lot of his just like one-offs and stuff. One of the greatest uh, like cameos in The Simpsons was whenever he was Mr. Burns' son. That was yeah. a classic. That was an absolute classic. Um, did you ever watch The Simpsons that much? Were you a Simpsons guy? Yeah, you know, I, I enjoy The Simpsons. Not not something I watched growing up more because I wasn't allowed, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of people know, have a, that problem, yeah. Yeah, it, it's so it was one of those things, by the time I could watch it, I was just like, I'm just You're not going it. to. And, yeah. And, you know, that was, that was when Family Guy was coming along, and you know, I kind of got more into that route, and I felt like it was one of those deals where you, you had to pick one almost. It was like, hey, you can't like both of them. The are thing- you a family guy or Simpsons guy? So it wasn't something I've gotten into, but you know, their predictions, it's uh it's fun to, it's fun to look at those too. I mean, it's unbelievable the things that they supposedly predicted. Dude, but the thing is, so that's that's what ends up being the problem with a lot of people is that their parents wouldn't let them watch it. And then by the time that they were old enough to watch it, it was out of its prime, or what I consider its prime. Its yeah. prime was like its seasons like one well pr- Probably more like I love seasons one, two, and three, but I understand why a lot of people don't. Just it's still trying to figure out what it is. You know how that goes. And oh yeah, so it's one of those that it's probably from like three to ten, maybe twelve, something like that. Was its absolute prime, which is right about when Family Guy came along, and that's right. when like it changed because what ends up happening is we kind of become this like shock factor culture more or less because we start living more online at that point. And we really like, that's why family guy was so great because it was so shocking a lot or annoying or, you know, all the way around. It was just weird. And the Simpsons were never like that. They were more relatable than that. They were very much like, if you look, you go back and watch the episode where all the ball, where Mr. Burns hires all the baseball players onto his softball team. That's an all-American episode. Ken Griffey Jr. is a fucking asshole. It's great. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, and I mean, they have those classic episodes that I feel like everyone's seen. Yeah. But, but, dude, I mean, like hey. the, 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 just the detail. The fact that there are like 300-plus characters in the city that all have different personalities is incredible. It's incredible. Oh, absolutely. The run that they've had, it's very impressive, and you, you can't fault it. A- absolute masterpiece. And they get on these, like, and I, we're going to do like a full show coming up here pretty soon on radio here of our top 10 Simpsons characters, I think, because oh, like, wow. I'm huge in the Simpsons. So is Caitlin from just peachy. And so is Josh from uh, from on the break. So we've got like a lot of Simpsons centric people and Ben as well so from from the outfielder. So, you know, Ben baseball. So there's a lot of us that are really into it. We're going to be doing that here pretty soon. And it's just there's so many different aspects to the show that was brilliant i mean conan was a writer for the simpsons for a long time really yeah yeah this was like brilliant that. funny minds have written for that show that that's incredible and well you know on that theme what has been one show recently that's been canceled that just kind of drove you up a like you didn't even understand how could you cancel oh, that show? dude it oh the mick is one of those shows with uh d from yeah. it's always sunny caitlin oh. olsen that we show both is hilarious. love that show. <laughs> that show is so funny. What about I you? I have no idea how that didn't have a farther outcry. And I don't, you know, and Fox is an interesting network because I feel like they do this all the time where they'll, they only put on shows for one to two seasons because it's super cheap. 
yeah. you know, because you're not having to pay people top dollar without the demand. And then once it gets funny and they have to buckle up and pay, they're like, ah, we're good. Eh, yeah, we're good. I don't know why they didn't just put that on FX to begin with. I don't know either. Yeah. I have no idea. And it's shocking to me it was not picked up. You know, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, whatever that is, you know, that show got picked up right away. And I thought it was on the same humor level, same, same. type of, you know, I'd say same type of humor. If you were interested in the Mick, that was probably a show you enjoyed as well. Exactly. Are you a Sandberg guy? Do you like Andy Sandberg much? You know, I went through that stage, you know, where he got his start, obviously, on SNL. Yeah. Thought he was very funny. And then he tried to do the acting outside SNL. And I, I went off base. And I was like, eh, I don't think you have that. But now I believe he's truly developed into a pretty good actor. I haven't seen him in anything in a while, I feel like, but I agree with you. Like, I loved him on SNL because sketch comedy is perfect for his type of personality. And, right. Oh, and I did love him in Parks and Rec, but that was a very small role. Yeah, but I think those <laughs> roles helped him develop into being able to be on a comedy show and lead it. Certainly. Certainly. Yeah, the fact that he's like the pest control or the exterminator guy on Parks and Rec oh. is just so great. Um, oh, it just, yeah. Yeah, but I... I just never really... I tried watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I just didn't really get it. Yeah, you know, it's... I think you have to find that connection with Andy Sandberg. He certainly leads the show. There wasn't... Out, what? What's the gentleman's name? The large uh, bodybuilder? Um, Let me look. Hold on. Who's... Uh, oh, my gosh. This is so bad that neither one of us can get this off the top of our head. I'm bad with names like that. Let's see. Yeah. Um, but you know, there was really only two recognizable people and names on it. And usually that's tough for shows because if you don't have that name recognition right away, they seem to fall off. You're talking about Terry Cruz, right? Terry Cruz. There we go. I always and forget he, that guy's name. He's great though. Yeah. But that's the crazy part is you really had, you know, these, these couple guys who have seemed to gel together. So, I don't know. It got re-picked up. It's got a great following and fan base. So, hey, power to him. I guess the Mick just didn't do that. And I think Fox does a terrible job of promoting their shows. They definitely. You know, when you're, when you're watching the NFL on Fox on Sundays, I rarely see them promoting shows. I just don't think that they have the outreach that, you know, when CBS, oh, my God, watching CBS or NBC, all they do is, you know, plug their own shows. And I think it works. Yeah, I agree. I agree, man. I think it's. It's worked for us, I guess. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, I guess so. And, well, the other one, which uh, I hope everyone agrees with here, HBO show Crashing, yes. absolutely hilarious. Great three seasons. It was canceled. And the only reason I'm okay with it being canceled was because they kind of wrapped it up at the end of season three. They did. And I'm not, I'm not going to spoil it for anyone who hasn't watched it, but there at least was an ending to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. So... I hate it when shows get canceled and you're just left with, well, yeah. what happened? That's exactly you know? what happened with the Mick. She went into a coma and then she got struck by lightning at the end of the right. season. And then it just, you don't know what's going to happen. Oh, so show. maybe someone picks it up. I don't know. But man, it sucked to lose that. Loved her being back on TV. You know what we should do at some point? We should see if we could write like a three episode ending to one of those shows that gets canceled like that and just wrap it up ourselves. Hey, you know, we'll produce and direct it. See, uh, see if they want to take us along. I didn't even mean acting it out, but that'd be fun too. <laughs> hey, if we reach out, we tell them, "Hey, we wrapped up the show for you. You want to do maybe a little free gig for us? Uh, yeah, know. a little promo. Maybe, maybe they do. Maybe they don't. Hey, man, if they can't even up, uh, promote their own shows, then I don't really know what if it's really going to help us. <laughs> true. That's very true. 
All right, man. Well, I think it's time for us to get out of here. I want to thank everyone for joining us for this edition of Sensibly Loud Radio. If you love the show, make sure to, ch- to check it out, rate, review, subscribe, and share with your friends and family. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and, of course, at SensiblyLoud.com. And we'll see you guys next week with another edition of Sensibly Loud Radio.